Well, there's some great double bills out there. Like uh, Sting is opening for Billy Joel this summer, and uh, not in Seattle, but in some other places. But Steely Dan and Donald Fagan, they've been opening for the Eagles. Yeah. If, you, if you get that ticket, uh, granted, it's pricey, but that's that's not bad. All right, we'll have a, one of the great Steely Dan songs with a crazy story behind it here in just a second. Uh, new Beatles book out with stories from the band's former road manager, a guy named Mal Evans. This guy died in 1976, and he had been writing his autobiography about his experience, his some of the stories with the Beatles when he died. Well, his kids have the unfinished manuscript, and they decided, let's put this out. Dad was writing this. We might as well. We've been sitting on this thing for years. Oh, I bet they probably heard the stories There's some from fun Pops. stories in here. I bet, he, they heard, I bet he shared some stories with them. So the name of the book is Living the Beatles Legend. And this, there were only, according to the book, when the Beatles would travel, they really only toured with four people other than themselves, you know. Uh, Brian Epstein was one of them, a couple other guys. And then this guy, Mal Evans, the road manager, was the other. And his job was, you know, to line up uh, the police and security guards for where they were going. He also had to load in the gear. He had to tune the guitars. He had to set up and test the the drums and the amps. Mal was busy. Yeah, and when the Beatles arrived, he said he would fix tea and sandwiches for the guys. Before shows, he would get their their stage wear ready. He would polish the Beatle boots. And in the hotel lobbies, he would select the girls for the band. In Chicago, he actually he had to block a woman from handcuffing Paul McCartney to her arm. In Cleveland, there was no electricity for the stage because the promoter didn't understand that the band played electric guitars. And we're going to do an acoustic wow. set. Well, you got, what are the electric guitars? What are those? The Dallas police sent only two motorcyclists to the airport to get the band. And girls then climbed onto the wings of the Beatles' plane as it taxied in to the Dallas airport because there wasn't enough security. Mal Evans, the band's road manager, would carry a doctor's bag. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Robert. Well, no, wait, it did contain some Band-Aids, but it also had cigarettes and dope and some other drugs. Like and, what? You know, whatever it was that they were into. Uh, well, lots of joints. Uh, there was a violin case that, that he would carry around that had booze. Before leaving London for the band's third and final tour of 1966, he says he rolled hundreds of joints, which they packed into empty cigarette cartons and resealed with cellophane. When the Beatles were seeing Amsterdam from a glass-topped boat, George Harrison admired a fan's groovy-looking coat. So they're on this boat... And the road manager is with the boys, and George is looking ashore and says, why, look at that guy's coat. I would like to have that coat. I'm on a boat, and I want a coat. So guess what you do if you're the road manager? He jumps into the canal, swam ashore, and turned up at the hotel three hours later with that coat in hand for George. That's what you do. I wonder what he did. (laughs) Do 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 you bribe somebody or just beat him and take it? Let's go into the Beatles. I got some tickets for you. What do you want? He also, this guy did everything. He added some hand claps on the birthday song. He contributed harmonies on Dear Prudence. 
He hired the bus for the Magical Mystery Tour. He sourced the blacksmith's anvil in central London so they could hammer it on Maxwell Silver Hammer. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then when the boys broke up, when the band split, he followed John Lennon and Ringo to L.A. And he tried to become a manager and producer, but uh, he was had his own problems with drink and drugs, and which turned out to be his undoing at a very young age. So anyway, that book is out there now this week. It's called Living the Beatles Legend. Okay, to the late night scene we go. Uh, late night comedians talking about the Boeing Max 9. And that whole incident will start with Seth Meyers. A man in Portland recently found a working iPhone along the side of a road that is believed to have been on board the Alaskan Airlines plane that had a door plug blow off mid-flight. And honestly, I'm not sure what's scarier, having the door blow off your plane or losing your phone? Yeah, and then Stephen Colbert. Last Friday, an Alaska Airlines plane had to make an emergency landing after a door panel popped off. At 16,000 feet. But here's the deal. The NTSB has released its preliminary findings on the door uh, popping off, announcing the panel on the plane may not <laughs> have been properly attached. The good news. Now, the good, the good news is that the bolts that should have held the door in place may not have come loose, as was previously feared. Okay? The bad news is it's possible the bolts were never even installed. <laughs> Now, in, in, in response to this fiasco, the FAA has grounded all 200 Boeing MAX 9 planes in the United States, saying it could take four to eight hours to inspect each plane. Well, I think I speak for all travelers when I say, take your time. So Donald Fagan of Steely Dan celebrating a birthday today. 76. And, uh, and we selected this song here to play. Uh, my old school, and I love this. And I've heard this song a trillion times. I didn't know the story behind it. I mean, I paid attention to some of the lyrics and stuff, but that's Donald Fagan on the piano. So uh, this is the Wikipedia version of the song, or the telling of the song. It says the song's lyrics, "My old school," tell the story of a May 1969 drug bust at Bard College in Dutchess County, New York, referred to in the lyrics by its location, Annandale. Fagan vows he is never going back to the college until California tumbles into the sea. The incident happened while both Donald Fagan and Walter Becker of Steely Dan were students at that school. And the song recounts how a female acquaintance betrayed them to Daddy G. Daddy G, they're singing about the song, is G. Gordon Liddy, (laughs) then a local assistant district attorney. Contemporary news reports noted that 44 people were arrested, approximately 10% of the school's enrollment. According to a 2014 Pittsburgh Post-Gazette article, among those arrested was Donald Fagan, whose long hair was cut off at the Poughkeepsie (laughs) Jail. Wow. A contemporary newspaper article mentioned the arrest of Donald Fagan for, quote, the sale of a dangerous drug with bail set at $5,000. Looking at him from those days, I would believe that. Yeah. <laughs> My old school. Autobiographical. Steely Dan. Happy birthday, Donald Fagan. K-I-S-A.